There are two running backs I absolutely love in 2021. And one of them you're going to grab in round five, round six, and that's going to be Javonta Williams. The other will be Trey Sermon, who you'll controversially draft around 7.1. 1-0 to 9.05. Really, where Trey Sermon gets drafted depends on two things. So don't let people ridicule you into thinking you're taking him too early or too late. It all depends on these two things. So we'll break that down in a second. But but Trey Sermon going at the top of eight or maybe the very end of round seven is not crazy. It all depends on, on the two things. And so let me spoil it for you now. Two things being pre-rank list, where he's showing up on the pre-rank list, and how many running backs you truly feel are better than him against who other people think are better than him. Like, when are you going to say, hey, this is how I feel. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Or are you going to draft based on what other people think? Hey, I like this running back better than Trey Sermon. Or, hey, he drafted Trey Sermon too early. Or, hey, Trey Sermon's not even a starter. Why are you drafting a guy that isn't even going to start until week 10, if ever? You got to make your own way. You got to back your own horse. You got to decide who you believe is going to take you to the promised land. And if it's Sermon, then it's Sermon. If it's Williams, then it's Williams. If it's ETN, draft ETN. Draft who you believe will dominate in 2021. Don't go off of what other people think. You most certainly have to keep pre-rank in consideration. And I'll, I'll go over that in a second. You most certainly have to keep in mind who is available and in your mind are there players that are better options than a guy like Trey who could come with some waiting period Javonta Williams could come with a waiting period we don't know that they'll get in there right away so you have to wait all that out we're going to break all of that down and more the fantasy football show begins now this is the fantasy football show with your host Smitty You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. So, kicking it off with with Javonta Williams. Okay, he's going in round 5, probably 5.9 to like 6.02. And a lot of people might think that's early. He's not the starter. We've got to make assumptions, people. We have to. And I did a whole video on Javonta Williams. You can watch a couple videos back that breaks down how Melvin Gordon didn't show up for OTAs. A Denver beat writer has already gone on record saying he believes that Javonta Williams will start week one. You don't trade up from number 40 overall to number 35 overall to not start that guy. He's essentially a first round pick when you're taking him at 35 overall and you're freaked out enough at 40 that you can't wait or be patient or say okay if he goes we'll grab the next guy no the broncos said hey at 40 we can't chance it we're going to number 35 to get our guy that means you're starting him whether it's week three whether it's week four whether it's week eight whether it's week one but all of the the information that i'm gathering from Melvin Gordon not showing up to OTAs from Melvin Gordon being an older running back, not a spring chicken, likely to get hurt. The writing's on the wall that that Javonta Williams will be starting sooner versus later. And sooner to me is week two, week three, week four at the latest in my mind. But I believe there's a really, really strong shot that we walk into week one. He's the bona fide number one running back. This will be Jonathan Taylor in 2020 in 2021 the version of jonathan taylor that means jt's going number seven eight overall 
in 2021 redraft leagues. I think Javonta Williams will go at 7, 8, 9, anywhere from like 8 to 14 in 2022 drafts, kind of like JT's going right now in 2021, coming out of his rookie year. I think Javonta Williams has that big of a rookie season. He looks like JT. He's got the best pass protection skill set, in my view, of the running backs in this 2021 draft class. He can catch, he can run, high draft capital. He's elusive, great between the tackles. He will thrive in this environment and i think they feed him a ton and while i'm not guaranteed anything at 5.09 5.10 taking this man it depends on who's available like in looking at a draft right here in front of me the running backs available when javonta williams was on the board in our throne draft were hunt mike davis james robinson michael carter Mostert, all good options and you could argue a couple of those guys like michael carter over javonta williams you could argue mike davis over javonta williams i get it and we contemplated mike davis and javonta williams in fact it came down to those two running backs when we were on the clock in the fantasy football throne draft which is still going on right now follow me on instagram at the fantasy football show and you will be able to help us draft the remainder of that team were in round. We just drafted our eighth round pick, heading into round nine. So the fantasy football show on IG. I would go so far as to say that Hunt Carter, I like Carter a lot, but Hunt Carter. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mike Davis. Those guys are all very good bets to be running back twos. Javonta Williams, in my mind, will be a running back two, but out of all those guys, he's the only one that could be a, a running back one or a medium range running back one. Could Javonta Williams play like a top seven to 10 running back in 2021 for a string of games, maybe like week eight on for sure. I, I truly believe he has that talent and situation to, to produce like that. So I'm okay 5.9, 5.08, 5.5, 5.4, as long as there isn't a running back on the board still that looks like, let's say, Chris Carson. I mean, there are guys that, that have even way more trade value if you draft them alone and then go trade for Javonta later. But once you get to Hunt, Mike Davis, Gaskin, Chase Edmonds, like, it's okay. It's okay if you like any of those guys more, but that's the range where Javonta is not a risk. He's low risk at 5.04, 5.09 if those are the running backs we're talking about. Of course, cross position, if there's a wide receiver available like like Lamb or or Evans or Godwin, then you go wide receiver versus you know forcing a running back at that point. Josh Allen, obviously Mahomes, maybe Kyler, you know, if you need a quarterback, those guys can all go ahead of Javonta Williams. I, I don't mind that. But when you get down to a position and you're drafting a running back and you're looking at Hunt, you're looking at Mike Davis, you're looking at, at uh Edmonds, you're looking at players like Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon himself, it's Javonta Williams. The upside is there, the safety net mechanism in there where he's getting x number of touches anyway no matter what because they spent the number 35 overall pick on him even in a committee he's doing well he's doing six round type things but he can be a top 15 overall player he could be a top 10 running back per start and i think the starts come very early that's my prediction i could be wrong as for trey sermon his adp is a lot later 
his ADP is going to be in the 7 to 12 range. And I say 12 because if you're drafting with Grandma and Uncle Buck and Bill from accounting and Bob from accounting and Steve from accounting and Philip from finance, you're going to have him fall further than he should. And if you don't take advantage of Sermon around 10 where you can, A, you're not maximizing value. B, you're never going to hear the end of it, which is going to detour you from doing it or doing other moves in the draft that might be bold and uh, rash because you're worried about what other people think and you're tired of hearing it. Gets in your head. How do you know when to draft Sermon? The pre-rank list on your draft app or wherever you're drafting should guide you to a point where if Sermon's like the fifth ranked running back, then it's not too early. Someone's going to get a cute idea and grab him before you. If Sermon's like 10 running backs down or a full scroll, or especially overall a couple scrolls, you don't need to go near him yet. Not to mention you're ruining the potential ceiling value that you could install into the pick if you just wait and draft him and maximize value. Sermon around 10 wins you a league if he lands and costs you nothing. It hurts you zero if he if he busts and doesn't do a thing. Drafting Sermon in round seven, round eight, you're needing a little bit from them, but you could survive if it, if it didn't work out. But you're still, you're not maximizing value if he will go a lot later. Now, we took a little heat in the throne draft, even from our own community at times, saying we took Sermon too early. Why did we take Sermon? He's a backup. Can't believe you took him at, what was it, 7 point? We took him at 7.04 in the throne league. How did you take him in the seventh round? He's a backup running back. Look, he was the third ranked running back on the ADP list if sorted by ADP when we were on the clock. Sermon falling to our next pick may not have been an option. So before anyone runs their mouth about how Sermon at 7.04 was too early, you need context before you open your mouth about where a running back is getting taken too early or getting taken too late or any player for that matter. If Sermon were the 10th or 12th ranked running back in your grandma league, then we would have waited, but he was number three. Not to mention, context again matters for all you people running your mouth in your head even. You're not even typing it yet. You're about to type Smitty. You are a moron for drafting Sermon so high. A, I didn't draft him. We drafted him. B, I did push for it, but I'm not a moron because guess who was available after our Sermon pick? It went Melvin Gordon. It went Zach Moss, who I do like, but, but Sermon's got top 5-10 to 10 running back appeal if he gets into the lineup. Zach Moss is a good flex option, and he'll probably retain flex option at best all year. We're going for the home run. Damian Harris, Leonard Fournette, James Conner? You're telling me Sermon is a reach over all of those guys? Come on. Context matters. Trey Sermon can win leagues. Trey Sermon can be a top 5-10 to 10 running back per start. This offense is... It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Built to produce an elite runner, Shanahan drafted Sermon in the third round. He's never invested that heavily in a running back for some time. It means something. I'm dialed into a lot of deep Niner communities who say this guy is going to get a lot of playing time really early. 
He's different, he's special, they view him differently. You also have a different body type. You have a guy in Goldman, you have a guy in uh, Moster, and then you have a guy named Trey Sermon. That's the difference, that's the body structure, that is the frame of the dude compared to these other guys. One is not like the other, and that's why he's going to float around to the top of the lineup and start in potentially the early weeks, if not even week one, or get volume, starter volume. Maybe he's not coined the starter right away. Maybe he isn't until midseason. Maybe he never is, but what matters is how much volume he's getting. Is he getting double-digit carries? Is he getting 14 carries? Is he getting 18 carries a game? Trey Sermon is different. He's built different. He'll be used different. They'll still use Mostert five, six times a game up the gut to try and get that 40-yard pop, but Trey Sermon has the 15-plus carry frame. Trey Sermon will be leaned on heavily. Trey Sermon is a wrecking ball to tackle, and he's a pretty good wide receiver, which we're going to see very, very soon. Not to mention, he'll be tied to rookie quarterback Trey Lance, and most likely, they're practicing together. They're getting in a, in a, a rhythm together, building a rapport, and when one rises up, the other's probably going to rise up with him. It wouldn't shock me at all when Trey Lance is in the lineup, elevated into the starting position. Sermon will as well. He'll be vaulted up with him. They're maturing together. So I don't have an exact ADP range to take both of these guys, but I will tell you that together, they're fantastic. If you decide to go cheap running back to shopping, meaning you're on the clock in the fourth round, you've taken McCaffrey at one overall. At the bookend 25 and 24 picks, you take DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson. You avoid running back. Oh my God, you've only got one. Are you panicked? Are you freaking out like Bill from accounting or Steven or Philip or grandma or Uncle Buck? No, you're not because you've got me. You've got the Fantasy Football Show. We're going to deep dive on running back sleepers and get you a crafty running back too. You're in the fourth round. You can finally take a running back, but Josh Allen is sitting there. Are you scared? Are you scared to go quarterback after you just went running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, and now Josh Allen? You're avoiding running back again? The panic that sets in for some people. I don't care. I take best player available every single time. I don't care what kind of void it creates because a void at, let's say, running back two is going to be a small problem for me to fix when I can stack up and raise every other position have the number one potential quarterback in fantasy football in Josh Allen. Have the number one running back in Christian McCaffrey. Have two guys that could potentially be the number one, number two, number three wide receiver in DK and Justin Jefferson. And because I went heavy at all of those other positions, I'm going to be light at running back two. If you can't weather the comments about your running back two from, from Steve or Uncle Buck and they're like, hey, hey, look at his running back two. Who you starting at running back two? A backup running back? If you can't fend off those dumb comments that don't take into account how you are stacked at every other position, the reason you're weaker looking at running back two is because you, you ramped up everything else. You put everything else on steroids. And if you can't defend that then maybe it isn't the right move for you to go balls out at your other positions but i do it all the time and one of the answers the secret weapon running back to is a combo of trey sermon and javonta williams pair in a tony pollard alexander madison maybe an aj Dillon. get a platoon of upside and if you land one of these guys and i think you will because this is my wheelhouse here if you land one of these guys and get a top 10 running back out of this 
at, at least half of the year and you platoon it until then if you landed those other picks truly landed them to the moon baby get all of my content at smitty1.com and get my tech service at heysmitty.com right here where you and i can text each other trade ideas trade offers you name it and and watch me every tuesday and thursday i'm live every single tuesday and thursday here on the channel go get him this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty top five running back you're watching the fantasy football show Smitty!